The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Eleven minutes after twelve o'clock. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And a very good afternoon to you on this lovely Tuesday, the sixteenth of February. And this is the show called Nurturing Wellness. And I'm Tasneem Adams, standing in for Mishka Daris, who's uh, under the weather today. Mishka telling me this morning she's completely uh, dragged up and definitely won't be able to make a show today. So Mishka, we're wishing you a speedy recovery. Inshallah. I saw your Facebook post about wanting to do so many things in the house. Just relax. Just tune out and just focus on getting your health back. Well, if you love talking about wellness and and personal development, then um, obviously this would be the show and and please join us in the conversation. The SMS lines are open for your comments and questions. As always, that number is 47913. So, I'm very excited to be presenting this show because it's very much out of my comfort zone. I'm used to doing a lot more of the the harder news-related stuff and things that are mostly negative almost every day. Um, And I've actually forgotten how to approach the more positive stuff and the more uplifting uh, kind of things in life, like love. And uh, that is exactly what we're going to be speaking about today. So... I'm very excited to be speaking to Dawn Penny, who is a Reiki master and spiritual healer. Dawn, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, Tasneem. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Today we're going to be speaking about the five different uh, love languages. And um, uh, for us, it's important that we we learn to express ourselves through love and how we can actually fill up our love tanks and uh, those of our spouses and our children. And, and Dawn is obviously going to be, uh, you know, taking us through this uh, the five love languages and, and helping us understand exactly what they are. Dawn, the five love languages? So the five, so first of all, love is a subject very close to my heart mm-hmm. because I feel that when we are in a space of love, we have a stronger form of connection. And, and it doesn't help that we're bombarded with uh, red roses and chocolates during this month, uh, that being the, the so-called month of love. Um, yes, I mean, they all, they're all tokens of love. But um, why can't every day be a Valentine's type day? Why can't every day we be yeah. in, in experiencing love in some way or another? So it's almost like why it doesn't need to be bottles up only for one day of the year or one month of the year. It's something for us to be experiencing every day. Mm. Um, you know, lo- love for me is a, it's a connection. And if I feel that if we're connecting to each other more and more, then we've got a lot more compassion mm-hmm. where there is more peace there's more understanding there's communication which is going on and love is very it is a it's a universal it's a universal force because that's exactly what yeah. love is a force especially if you've been in love or are in love you know what it's yeah. like yeah um so yeah so happy happy to share happy to be here um the five love languages Wow, this was uh, presented to me or given to me as a gift, if you want to call it that, by a friend of mine. And actually quite um, funny enough, if I can use those words, um, I remember a number of years ago, just to share something very personal, um, I was really having a a battle time with my relationship with my dad and I. Mm. And it was just that I just I was feeling so disconnected from him for years. And there was a lot of like pain which had happened between the two of us. And I have to be honest with you is that Tasneem, on some level, I felt that he didn't love me. 
I mean, in here, I was a grown woman. Mm. You know, my mind should have told me otherwise. But in my heart, it felt like he didn't love me. And in examining this relationship, I remember one day just standing at standing at the stove, and I love cooking. And when I cook, I, I do pour in a lot of love to my cooking because mm. it's my thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it felt like this veil had been lifted from my eyes, and it was like this... The surge of energy like ran up my spine and I was like, oh wow, hold on a second. I've got this thing completely like, not messed up, but I, I saw it from a different perspective. I realized that my dad was, I knew my dad loved me, mm. but I didn't feel that he loved me. And when I saw that my dad was loving me in a way that he knows how, all of a sudden something clicked for me. Mm. And I could then see him further. And then I realized, like, as I took a step back, I thought, hey, hold on a second. So maybe if the way that I'm giving love to my dad is in a different way from how he knows to receive it. Mm. And it, that really, Tasnina, I have to be honest with you, that was a big key that got turned in the relationship That's with my dad. That's quite a revelation. No, it's be. I'm going to, yeah. You it have goosebumps talking about it. Everywhere. Because my relationship literally, with my hand on the table, my relationship with my father changed after that day. Mm. Because I real, I was, my, my dad is a gifter. Mm. So one of the love languages is gifting. Mm. Okay. At that time, I didn't know about love languages. I was literally just being, figuring this out of my own accord. Yeah. So any time that I was in some sort of, some sort of distress, my dad would send me a gift. Mm. And inside, there was my little voice inside of me was like, I don't want a present. I just want you to hug me and hold me and tell me everything's <laughs> yeah. going to be okay. But he wasn't telling me this. Mm. So I wasn't receiving it until I clicked. But hey, hold on a second. My dad gifts so much. He's really, his heart is massive. Like He must be the most generous person I know. And it clicked for me. I was like, he's not doing anything wrong by gifting me. He's giving me from his place of love mm. and something magical happened once i stopped resisting his gifts and i started accepting it almost by magic and i use the word magic very cautiously and very respectfully because what happened is is that as i was as i was receiving his gifts i noticed that when i did see him he would hug me more mm-hmm. So my love language for me to receive love is affection. Mm. If you give me a hug, I literally become like a little purring kitty. <laughs> yeah, and my friends know this about me mm. because it's my it's my thing. You yeah. know, it's my thing. So in this, as I was yeah receiving, is is that in my life yeah receiving he was then able to give to me in the space where I needed it. Mm. And then a friend of mine visited me from Joburg. I've known her for years and years and years. This is about two years ago. And actually, she was, she was very instrumental on getting me onto my spiritual path all those years ago. Mm. And she arrived. We hadn't seen each other in, like, honestly, 10, 15 years. She arrived. And as it would, you see, good old Fred, we just spoke and spoke yeah. and spoke and spoke and spoke. And she introduced me to the formality, if you want to call it, of the five love languages. And as she was speaking to me, it just clicked. Mm. And uh, as I do when I get given a, a, a treasure box, is I will process it. I need to go in. I need to figure it out. I internalize it and see where it fits. And it, 
it made sense that how many people because in in the work that i do i do do relationship coaching Mm -hmm. and do work with individual people and when my clients come to me and they say that they're feeling the sense of emptiness inside of them and the feeling of emptiness is ultimately because they're not feeling loved mm-hmm. and you know some of the questions come up yeah I, I am in a relationship and i know he's really good for me but there's still there's a part of me that's not being fulfilled mm. and there's that, a void there's a void mm. and so often we get into a relationship because we hope that the other person's going to fill our emptiness mm. this is also picking up threads of conversation with the previous interviews we had with Mishka is is that people they've got the sense of emptiness inside of them they're expecting somebody else to fill that yeah okay but most of the time we don't actually even know what that emptiness is mm-hmm So this is where the love languages come in so useful. So I'm going to go through the the, the five love languages or to introduce them as such. Yeah. So the five love languages one is words of affirmation. The other one's quality time, affection, gifting and acts of service. So what where the words of affirmation come in? So Tasneem as I'm sitting here, for me to honor you in words of affirmation, if this was your love language, for me it would be thank you mm. it would be an acknowledgement going what well, well done you know i you've stepped out of your comfort zone from reading the yeah. news to having <laughs> this personal conversation yeah. and i see that yeah okay and i see your face lighting up okay so these are the words of affirmation it's how i celebrate you is by affirming you by mm. recognizing you by seeing you and giving that back to you mm-hmm. Dawn, on that note, I'm really feeling the love already. <laughs> Let us go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we're going to go deeper into the five love languages. <music> 22 minutes after 12, welcome back to Nurturing Wellness. Tasneem Adam standing in for Mishka Darius this afternoon. And wow, we've been having such a great conversation already. Dawn Penny with me in studio this afternoon and we're speaking about the five love languages. Dawn, before the break, you were going into the five love languages. I think I want to turn to why the five love languages are important in relationships. Uh, Why is it important to understand the love language uh, between yourself and your spouse? Okay, very, very apt question. So the love languages are the ways for us to receive and to give love so for me to receive love as I'm talking completely for me I feel loved when um, when somebody spends quality time with me Mm. undivided attention so if I'm with a girlfriend and we're having a cup of tea and we're somewhere and it's just me and her and it feels that I'm her entire universe I feel so loved and nurtured Mm. very much so Um, for me to give love Oh, and also affection. As much as, yes, I do enjoy giving the hugs, I do very much enjoy <laughs> receiving the hugs as well. Yeah. And it's a way for me to receive. Mm. How I give love, this is through acts of service. If you want to make me the happiest person ever, you phone me up and you give me a task. You say, Dawn, I really would like you to do this. Mm. Okay. Sometimes, I have to be honest, I will give a bit of a grumble, <laughs> but ultimately, I absolutely adore doing this. So to come back to the relationship with my dad, I soon figured out 
that my dad's way to receive love was through acts of service. Mm. But in the breakdown of the relationship, he would phone me. He would literally, and my family knows this about my dad, he would literally phone up, bark orders, give me a massive task list of stuff I need to do, yeah. hang up the phone 30 seconds later. I'm like, what, what, what just happened? Mm. If he phones me up to follow up and I haven't done it, he grumbles and he gives me an earful. Until I realized his way to receive love was through acts of service. Okay. So now it makes it so much easier because when he phones to give me a list, I'm like, sure, dad, I'll do it with pleasure because I know that it makes, it gives him his fullness. Mm -hmm. So it brings us closer together. Yeah. So... And this is where the responsibility comes in, is is that once we know what our love language is to receive love and to give love, especially within a partnership, it's to honor each other in that space. So if I know that your love language, so of the five love languages, words of affirmation, quality time, so spending undivided time with you, Mm. affection, giving you a hug or giving you a gift Mm -hmm. or doing something for you. So Tasneem, what do you feel what, what 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 makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside out of this list? Definitely gifts. Oh, I like it. I like it. I'm not even going to lie about that. Good. And her whole face is lit up. I'm just telling you right now, there's a big smile. So for me to celebrate you, I give you a gift. Mm-hmm. And in that, you feel seen. Yeah. And in that, you feel loved. Mm. And it's literally that simple. Mm. And for you to give love, what would you say is your your way to be giving love? What do you love doing? When it comes to my kids, I'd say definitely physical affection. Yeah, okay. hugs and loads of kisses. Oh, even if there's resistance, I don't care. <laughs> you know, so yeah. <laughs> Spoken like a true mom. <laughs> exactly. Okay, and this and this makes you feel good. Exactly. Okay. So now we take the love languages and put them into the relationship. So I invite all the listeners to spend time observing your partners and to find out where do they light up the most when you're doing something for them, when you're giving something to them, when you give them that hug and that cuddle, when you're spending time with them or when you're affirming them. Mm. You know, you really did a great job. Well done. Yeah. Thank you for doing this for me. Is it actually difficult to be able to speak all the five aspects of the language? Oh, no. I mean, that would be a perfectionist. No, no, no. You've spoken straight to my heart. (laughs) So, I'm a love being. I'm actually, my friends call me a love Maurian because I just (laughs) love more and more and more and more and more. And this has been a personal, this is my personal quest. Mm-hmm. is for me to integrate all the love languages, both in giving and receiving. So it makes me more conscious. Um, and because my path is a path of love and of peace, mm-hmm. when I find out somebody's love language, it's only of honor that I can give them, I can meet them in that space. And my friends, my, my closest friends know this about me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does does the love language change as we mature or as we grow older in our relationships? You know, once you've been with somebody after a decade or longer, 
they always say that, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to sort of contain or um, keep up the romance in the relationship or the love. It sort of fizzles out. Um, so does that change? Oh, wow. Um, Tasneem, honestly, I don't... If I speak from my personal experience, the answer is no. My base love language remains the same. But because I'm on a path of evolution... I certainly do add the other love languages onto the plate because I I believe in growing love. Mm-hmm. And in other partnerships, yeah, I hear you that the romance goes, but it's I think it's up to us to maintain that. Mm-hmm. And it's yes, we can get so swept up in our busy lives, but I feel that if we really make time and we remain conscious of love, and loving relationships. So, I mean, my relationship with my dad's as old as I am, and yet he's still like when I do things for him, he he lights up, Sweet. and he's soft, mm. and he's soft and gentle with me. Mm. And you can see how your relationship with him has changed because of your uh, shift in your mind shift change. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think ultimately it's because I do want to have a loving relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, listener, uh, do interact with us on this topic. Um, let us know what your love language is. The SMS line is, of course, open for your comments. And uh, you can message us on the number 47913. Now, I want to kind of understand um, if break, uh, understand each love language. Sure. So if words of affirmation means that you accept compliments easily, does it also mean that insults or negative affirmations will do your soul harm? Absolutely. Okay. Now you've hit on a very, very apt topic over here. So for a partner, if their love language is words of affirmation, if you are critical of them, it hurts them deeply. Mm. Because they, their way of receiving love is affirmation. So if you're giving them criticism, they feel that you've rejected them. Mm. So this is where it, where it becomes so important to be aware of what your partner's love language is. Because even though, let's say for me, words of affirmation isn't as important. So for me to give a, a criticism to somebody is, is more, I feel that it's trying to be helpful if that person's love language receive love as words of affirmation, I've missed the mark completely. Mm. I've hit, uh, they don't even want to play the game anymore. Mm. So, yeah. So, when it comes to quality time, yes. Okay, that's an idealistic thing in my world. Okay. Let's just be frank about that. <laughs> you know, we're getting distracted all the time by our mobile phones, um, laptops, TV. Yeah. How important is quality time? What is ideal quality time? Um, ooh, an ideal quality time. Do you know, I, personally, I don't feel that it has to be a five minute, a half an hour, three hours, seven days, 15 years. I believe that quality time is that when I'm with you, I give you my undivided attention mm. for as long as that is. So as I'm being with you now, Tasneem is is that I I feel I am giving you my undivided attention. Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden I was to start looking around the room and the jug of the table and the book and start fidgeting with my toes, Mm. I don't know if you've noticed, but there is a disconnection. Yeah. You can feel that there's a disconnection. Mm. 
So no matter how short that interaction is between people, so whether you're in a meeting or whether you're on the phone, it's to give that person that undivided attention. When you're writing that email, it's that undivided attention. Excuse me. Um, and if the person's love language is quality time, and you're with them and you're talking on your cell phone with each other, mm. the other person can feel wounded mm. in that space. Yeah. Don't you actually find it amazing how kids are actually very perceptive to that? Because I often get accused by my own kids of um, being easily distracted or not recognize or taking note of when they are speaking because I'm constantly distracted by, you know, there's an email, WhatsApp message come through, it's work, I need to sort this out. And they're having a conversation with me. Mm. Um, and, you know, they, they, they remind me of that. You know, mommy, you're not taking note of what I'm saying. Did you listen oh. to a thing I said? You know, that sort of thing. They're so Shoot. wise. Yeah. So wise. And you'll probably find then that your kids' love language to receive love is quality time. Yes. And the fact that they're communicating this to you is brilliant mm. because then they feel heard. Yeah. So if you can, oh, thank you for the reminder, then put the phone down, put the laptop, or even just communicate, my love, I promise I'm going to spend time with you. Give me five minutes. And mm. in five minutes' time, you come and remind me that time's up. Can you give me five minutes? Can you give me half an hour? Can you give me... I feel that as long as you're communicating and then giving them, and meeting them in that space or giving them the quality time, you'll find your relationship will be a lot smoother. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now, when it comes to, to physical touch, you know, does that necessarily mean that um, you know, I'm going to be a touchy-feely kind of person or uh, just that I want to know that someone else that is with me, um, you know, is able to ground me. How do you explain physical touch or the importance of physical touch? Well, physical touch can happen in the most subtles of way. It can be you walking down the road and the person takes your hand. Mm. And it's just this reassurance that somebody is there. It could be that you're sitting somewhere and somebody comes and puts their arms on your shoulders and just that, that physical point of contact. Or if you maybe you're not feeling well, somebody comes up to you and just touches you on the arm and gives you, oh, you're okay. Mm. You know, it, coming back to the simplicity of when you fall and you hurt yourself and mom picking you up and holding you and giving you, kissing it better. Mm. You know, that within itself, that's affection. Um, it's coming in for a hug. It's coming in for a cuddle. Um, it's, it's, it's making that that one-on-one -on -one physical contact with somebody else. Mm. Um, with, with affection being my love language to receive, if somebody touches, it touches me, even an acknowledgement, hi, Dawn, and they just touch my hand or shake my hand or make contact with me, mm. it, it fills me. Because mm. in that time, it, it, I feel seen. Mm. Yeah, I feel seen. So if you, if, if, you know, if you're someone that doesn't necessarily like physical contact, you know, how, how do you encourage them to express their love? So it's through communication. Mm. It's through communication. Listen, I love it when you hold my hand. And when you come up and you give me a hug and a cuddle, it really, really makes me feel amazing. Mm. And there have been times in previous um, relationships where I haven't been met in that space. Tasneem, it hurts. Mm. 
it does hurt because it feels inside of me that it's th- there's something lacking. Mm. And I feel, I feel that if you're in a relationship with people and you're communicating to each other what your needs and wants are, I don't know, for me, I automatically want to honor my, my partner in that space. So it comes, through, it comes through to communication. Obviously, there is stuff that goes a lot deeper, um, you know, especially if there is some wounding around affection, mm. if the person hasn't been used to being affectionate. So, t- so my grandmother, for instance, um, affection's not one of her love languages, but it is for me. Yeah. And still to this day, when I see Granny, the first thing is I do, I'm like, I'm like an old English sheepdog. I like right up to her. Mm-hmm. I give her like the biggest hug. And she's like, I don't. Whereas now she's become used to it and she knows it's important for me. Mm-hmm. So she gives it to me, even if it's just in a little bit, it's okay. Yeah. But I don't get wounded by her lack of affection because I know that that's not her love language. Mm-hmm. Her love language is quality time. Yes. So she'll sit with me and she'll listen to me talk for hours and hours and hours and ask me questions and make me tea. Oh, maybe an actual service, make me tea and cute little cookies. And I know that in that space, mm. she's loving me enormously. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's just as good. Acts of service, uh, that's, that's quite interesting. If, if my primary love language is acts of service and I perhaps have a lazy spouse, for example, how will that affect our relationship? Challenging. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, it is challenging. Yeah. So it's, you know, the classic example is is that I know hubby loves me because he tells me I love you. But really, he just sits on the couch the whole day and does nothing. Yeah. Like, I just, it's frustrating. So in that case, the chances are your love language to receive love is acts of service, is of doing things. Mm. So then this also comes back to communication. And... Remember when we're communicating with people, it's also being sensitive around how critical we are with the person, you know, to say you're lazy and you sit on your couch and you never do anything for me and Mm. as we do (laughs) Um, versus going, you know, I really feel loved, you know, when people do things for me, Mm. you know, it would really mean a lot to me if we could hang up this picture on the wall, you know, Mm. when do you think? We could do this. Mm. So it's coming back to self versus going, you still haven't hung up the picture. When are you going to hang up the picture? Mm. Because now we get into a case of, excuse me, of attacking, defending. Yes. And if the person's love language is words of affirmation, they're going to feel that as being an attack far worse than what the words are. Mm. I don't know if you've ever had that where you say something. And Absolutely. The person has a reaction beyond. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, so then so it's about using words like I am feeling a certain way. Um, I want, I need, just communicate, expressing what you desire. It's expressing exactly. So it's mm. expressing my needs and wants. Mm. And, you know, can you meet me in this place? Mm. And when you get a reaction like it's not all about you, you know, how, how, how do you approach that? What's, what's the best response to something like that? Okay, so if my partner says to me it's not all about me, then I know deep inside that they're feeling neglected on some level. Mm. So if my partner says to me, oh, it's not all about you, I then know, hey, hold on a second, where does he need or she need to feel loved more? Because she, they're not feeling it. Mm. 
So let's move on to the last one, which is receiving gifts. Like I said, that's my favorite. Yes. Before we do that, we're going to take a quick ad break and then we can delve a bit deeper into the five love languages. <music> 1242, welcome back to Nurturing Wellness. Myself, Tasneem Adams, with you until one o'clock. And uh, we're having a brilliant conversation about the five love languages. And I'm learning so much uh, this afternoon. And I'm so glad to uh, be speaking to um, Dawn Penny about this very fascinating topic. Uh, Dawn, before the break, we were going to touch on uh, receiving gifts, which, you know, is one of the five love languages. Everyone loves to receive gifts. Um, but do you think that it's important that we don't confuse it with materialism? Why, why would you say then okay. that people enjoy giving gifts or receiving gifts rather? And why is it seen as a... As a love language. A, yeah, as a love language. Well, I don't know. Just when, when we figured... Well, when you figured out that receiving gifts was your love language <laughs> and even speaking about it now, your whole yeah. body language has changed. Yeah. And you're smiling and your eyes are twinkling. I mean, even <laughs> just at the thought of receiving a gift. Yeah. And it's important for you. And why is it important for you? Does it matter? So I'm just trying to understand why would something material make me happy? Is it because it's, it's a symbol of validation of some sort? Uh, okay, so I tell you what. Let's ask you, why when you receive something does it make you does it make you light up the way that I can see in your face right now? So I'm giving That's you the question okay. I'm trying to, to find the answer to. Okay, um, so when I, I suppose it, 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 it comes with the intention of why the person is giving it. Uh, but I would say a top of the list would be appreciation. You know, if it's from a loved one. Um, it's appreciation for, you know, the, the role that you play in their life or, you know, something that you might have done for them. And, you know, it's a token of of appreciation in that regard. Um, or even if it's just a birthday gift, you know, it's, it's a recognition of the fact that, you know, it's your birthday. Um, so I suppose that would be. And how beautiful feeling recognized mm. and feeling appreciated. Yeah. And I think all of these, the love languages, speak into feeling appre appreciated, mm -hmm. into feeling seen. Yeah. Because for me to give you a physical gift, it means that I've taken of my, my time to know you and to buy you something specific and give it only to you. Mm. Okay, let us go quickly to the SMS line. Uh, we've been having a problem with our SMS uh, system this morning and it seems like it's back up now and it's running. Um, first message, I'm in a marriage. In a marriage, you need lots and lots of patience. Try to understand your partner. And the key is lots of dua. We need to speak to Allah instead of people. Uh, Dorni, it's Dr. Leila. I have a partner oh. who loves in all the language, uh, languages. Does that mean he wants love in all the languages too. Are oh, we responding to her? Dr. Leila, absolutely. If your partner is loving you in all the love languages, you've got yourself a winner. An absolute winner. This one says, uh, Shukran, thank you so much for the program. Son married a few months, both working, earn little money. Finance cannot cover all their needy expenses. Both are stubborn. They don't want to compromise. They argue over food, cleaning house, etc. Please advise. Okay, so yes, money is important, okay, but love love is what keeps a marriage together. Um, is that 
they're in their wounding. They're firing arrows at each other. Remind them, remind them, listener who sent that SMS, that they married because they they married each other because they loved each other, mm. and allow them to come back. And if a partner knows that by helping them clean the house, it's important for them, why not do it? Mm. You know, this is my thing. If somebody communicates to me, listen, this is really important for me, and if I really, really love the person, I can meet them in that space. Mm. Unless, of course, it goes against my own values. Mm. But if my value is to love and to give love, to find to find a middle ground. Yeah. I like this SMS. This one says, uh, for the first time, I understand, uh, obviously referring to the, this whole topic, and it's not gobbledygook. Thank you from Hamida. Oh. And then uh, lastly, I've heard people explain the love languages, but this is okay this this message seems to have been cut off uh, so hopefully the the next part of the sms will come through uh, but just perhaps um continuing what you were saying um how do you identify a love language especially if you are single how do you identify what your love, love language is well this is coming back to getting to know yourself better and observe yourself so see how you respond when one of these love languages are given to you. So I, f I feel that this is a major breakthrough in individual and personal development mm. is understanding what it is that I need and I want. It's not for my partner to figure it out mm -hmm. because uh, you, you're playing in a massive playing field of endless possibilities mm. and it's uh, if I know what it is that I want, because I figured that out for me, it's a lot easier to figure myself out than to figure somebody else out. And being able to communicate that and being able to honor ourselves in that. Mm. What happens if my spouse doesn't believe in this concept of the five love languages and isn't interested in understanding how I express my love language? How do you approach that? Mm. Okay. Sorry, I had to think about that for a moment. <laughs> I want to give you an honest answer, not just a blah, blah, blah answer. In that case, if it's something that's really important for you, okay, and this is where we really do go deeper and we'll be exploring it more in tomorrow's conversation, mm. is, is that remember the love languages to receive love, I can give to myself too. So in over the last couple of years, especially, you know, words of affirmation was an underdeveloped love language for me. Mm. And I found that I actually really do enjoy words of affirmation. I do. Mm. And that's honest with self. And if people aren't giving me the words of affirmation, but then I can give it to myself. Mm. You know, and it's for the littlest of things. You know, I'm so easy to procrastinate. But then how often do I give myself praise for actually getting the task done? Mm. And I found with myself that the more I affirm myself and like, Dawn, well, you know, you've prepared for your interview today mm. and you did a really well interview. I get excited inside. Mm. And I find that I then want to get more things done because I enjoy the affirmation that comes from me. Mm. And this is where we then go deeper into self-love. Mm. 
is by applying the love languages to ourselves. Mm, that's pretty interesting because, you know, having done a few personal development, uh, you know, courses and workshops, I've also struggled to um, make that self-affirmation part of my daily routine. You can become so used to sort of breaking yourself down and, you know, self-criticism yeah. all the time that you, you're constantly in a negative space. Um, so trying to implement that in my own life, I must say that, you know, I found it very challenging actually trying to do that and break the mold uh, that I'm currently in, in sort of just, you know, constantly, like you said, just self-affirmation every day. Yeah, it's challenging. Mm. I set myself a challenge to in the evening before going to bed to write down 50 things of self-affirmation mm. every day. I struggled. <laughs> I struggled. Uh, meanwhile, if you'd asked me to write 50 things about myself that I wasn't happy with and what I didn't get done, I would have written my list in two minutes, mm. would have just flown. Yeah. But I battled with the words of affirmation and I was like, okay, right, this is where my work is. Mm. And it's been, it's been a game changer for me because I find that when I'm affirming myself more, I'm finding I'm being more productive. I'm mm. getting more things done. I'm making healthier choices for myself um, because I want to do it. Mm. You know, if you think about, especially you being a mum, I don't have that honour yet, mm -hmm. but if you're shouting at your kids, go and tidy your room, and rah, 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 you know, do they go, yeah, mum, of course. Mm. Chances are no, like they drive Absolutely not. <laughs> and then they yeah. go play in the garden, and all of a sudden they've got to do the homework, yeah. and all the rest, because they don't want to do it. Yes. So if we can imagine that that inner critic with ourselves, we're beating ourselves up, you know, you need to do this, you need to do this, why haven't you done this? Inside, you don't really want to do it. Mm. Meanwhile, because now that you know that one of your kids' love language is quality time, say, come, why don't you and I go into your room together and we'll do it together? Mm. You'll probably find that their face will light up and they will be so happy because they've been encouraged mm. to do so. So it's not a punishment, but more as it's a it's act of service. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think my kids would take advantage of that. I'm not <laughs> going to try that. We're going to go for a quick, a quick ad break. And when we come back, we're going to speak a bit more about uh, the love languages of our children and interacting with our, our kids. Uh, remember that you can SMS, SMS us on uh, 47913. Do interact with us. Stay tuned. minutes to go before the top of the hour and uh, wow I've had the best hour ever and I'm I feel sad that we're actually having to break this conversation so soon the time has just flown but in the next few minutes I just want to conclude on our children's love language um, by understanding our children's love language how does that help us to communicate better with them I think I'm very interested from a, a parental point of view um, it comes through to observation so observe how your kids respond most to you. But also, Tasneem, we, we've entered into space now where we can be receiving more. So what about giving your kids all the love languages? Because um, the world could do with a lot more love, that's for sure. Mm. Um, but I think in, in identifying their individual love language, be observant of how they respond. Um, I want to use the word play around with it, but in a very light-hearted way. Mm. See how they respond when you give them affirmation. See how they respond when you do things for them. Mm. See how they respond when you're spending quality time with them or when you give them a gift, mm. when you are affectionate with them. And then see how they respond 
to you. So, you know, maybe the maybe your little one comes up to you and he sits on your lap and he goes, Mommy, I love you. He's the most beautiful mommy in the entire world. Mm. You know, my thank you. And then you'll probably find that that's his way of giving love is through affirmation. Mm. So then that becomes important as being a parent that when you're sitting there, and even though your mind's racing, you've got a whole lot of other things to do. And he's going, Mommy, I love you. And you're the most beautiful person in the entire world. Is then for you to actually receive that. Mm. And not be too busy or not now I'm talking over the phone or I've got the TV on or something like that. Mm. Because if the child feels that you're receiving the love, they're going to want to give love more. Yeah. And by you receiving love, so you feel more full and you'll want to... Give love for. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. Mm. So be aware, because I've also, I use the love languages in awareness for myself. So I notice when I'm resisting, when I'm resisting somebody's love language. And they, and when somebody's um, not getting my love language. Mm. So I'm, w- w- it was a friend of mine. When I go and spend time with her, and she's too busy running around after the kids, and she's playing on her phone, and she's answering this, and she's packing cupboards. I don't feel that I'm being met in quality time with her. Mm. So I leave there feeling unsatisfied. Mm. So therefore, in the back of my mind, I don't actually want to spend more time with her because I'm not feeling that I'm being fulfilled mm. in our relationship. Yeah. Versus the communication, which we now do with the girlfriends. When I'm with my girlfriends, because they know that quality time is one of my love languages, the phone gets put aside. Mm. It's obviously a lot more challenging when you're dealing with teenagers. Um, <laughs> how do you use these sort of tools to bridge the gap between parents and teenagers? I mean, I've got a teenage son, so I'm, you know, trying, I, I'm grappling to sort of keep that connection with him. Um, you know, they're going through a, a hormonal phase. There's a lot of mood swings, you know, there's physical and, and a lot of changes going on in their life. How I do you feel that teenagers need love more? Mm. Because as kids, you naturally, you know, just you, you're naturally in a loving space. Mm. Whereas with a teenager, I don't know, certainly with me, as I was becoming a teenager, I don't know what was going on with me. Everything mm. felt strange and different and changing and the whole thing like that. So I was, I was uncertain. Mm. So in that, in that space, the teenagers need more love. It's okay because they still, a good part of them is still a child. Mm. Even though they're developing into an adult. And I feel that this is where the disconnection comes in, which is that as they get in becoming a teenager, the parents start engaging them in an adult sense and mm. forget that those childhood needs still need meeting. And it's through love and it's through connection. And everybody responds to love. Mm. It is universal after all. Exactly. exactly. Well, on that note, Dawn, we're going to have to end the show. Uh, I really hope that Mishka will pick up this topic again because I think an hour doesn't do justice to this. It's been absolutely fascinating. If you want to get in touch with Dawn or if you just want to um, learn more about the five love languages, uh, you can go to her Facebook page. It's called Living Health. And she's also on Instagram, The Dawn Penny. Uh, you can uh, get bursts of information from her and, and also get in touch with her about 
you know, workshops or sessions or anything that she's uh, up to. Well, um, Dawn, I want to thank you so much. It's been brilliant. Thank you. I've definitely felt the love here. <laughs> and shukran so much to you, the listener, for your participation this afternoon. It's been great. And Auntie Abida, shukran for your guidance on the other side as well. Um, thank you, Mishka, for throwing me in the deep end this afternoon because... <laughs> Without her, I wouldn't have learned so much about myself as well. You know, I, I've learned wow. so much. Wow. So a big thank you to Mishka as well, and I hope she gets better soon. From myself, Tasneem Adams, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.